This is BFWB, Booze and Facts with Blacks, where we sip as we flip some topics on their heads to expose the black perspective. Be warned, the more we sip, we may let slip some naughty words. This isn't for kids, neither is alcohol. So if you're not 21, we probably aren't the right podcast for you. Are you ready? Come on in. But it's another thing in the middle of his season. And the fact that he likely chooses her. Now he's in the position where he either has to defend her racist behavior or he has to defend his choice from having a close, intimate relationship and picking a racist out of a field of 30-plus women. Either way, it sucks for him, and it is not fair. Correct. It is not fair that he has to do that. I don't think he has to defend her. She has to defend herself on that. Period. But he does have to defend his choice in choosing her. And the sad part about it is, right, like the whole entire process, he doesn't have access to a phone or social media. Correct. It's not having it happening in the real world. Like if he met her in school, in the beginning of their relationship, he could be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. Tell me about this. Let me tell you why this is wrong. Let's have a conversation about it. I don't necessarily hate you. We don't have to break up. But let me tell you why this is fucked up. He hasn't had to have any of those conversations in the from the episode yet, has he? Mm-mm. No. I'm just curious if he would have that conversation. Like, I feel like he's in, if he's a Trump voter, I feel like this kind of shit doesn't bother him. I feel like this kind of shit, I feel like just like Rachel was like, oh, I'll go to this racist fucking party and not think about it. And I'll come from a sundown town and I'll have all these other things. But I'm really, A, want more followers, which she did get. Mm-hmm. And B, I'm curious to be like, find out what it's like to kiss a black guy or fuck a black guy or any of those things. Like, that's what a 24-year-old does, regardless of race, but particularly a white one who's like trying to break out of what her upbringing is. Right? Like, I, I think that that is okay but I also think that Matt was similarly sheltered, like he's got his Trump supporter. Like that's that's the only way you could like vote for Trump hmm, to be who he is. I mean, like you could be a deep conservative, but he doesn't seem to be that. You know, like he supported Black Lives Matter and all those other things. So he is okay with being a black man. He doesn't distance himself from that. So, but he lives in this sheltered bubble. And so I feel like now he's like at an age where he's like getting out of his bubble. He's got this national platform. He's opened up his circle, opened up his mind. And now he's got all of these people, the 25 people of color who were on his season. And now all these other people in Bashful Nation and all these other people he now has conversations with because he, he's been such in the spotlight. So he's got access to ideas that he would not have ever in thoughts that he never would have had had he not been The Bachelor and that has got to shift his worldview. Like, had he not been that, well, one, he wouldn't have met Rachel. Mm -hmm. But also, he might not think that way if he didn't say, here, like, look at all these other people who um, are doing things and are successful and have education. Like, not the things that you're trying to distance yourself when you're trying to distance yourself from blackness. Like, all these people are not that thing. Mm -hmm. And they're all people that you find attractive. They're they're all, like, acceptable people of color. And they all know that this is fucked up. And you have to, like, if you're sheltered like that, you have to think, oh, 
man, maybe it is. If your entire social circle is Tyler C and your roommate Connor, then maybe you're never confronted with that. Right? Like if you're never on national network television in prime time, maybe it's a very long time before you're confronted with that. Mm-hmm. But like now he is. So you like it's like perhaps if he met her and he had never been the bachelor, maybe he wouldn't. But I feel like now there's no getting away from it. So I keep asking you, his dad was not in the picture, right? Mm-mm. All right. So I feel like he comes next week though. Oh my. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a shit show. Also, like, who in his life would have, in his like family, would have given him the knowledge or the like experience to know all that shit was, should not be happening? I don't think anybody in his family, but he played football. He played football in high school and he played D1 football in college. So like when you see him, you can tell like he's he's the black friend who's like, okay being black. Right? Like he's the one who can dance. He's the one who has dated black can women in the past. Huh? Can he do? Not really. <laughs> compared to other people. Like he's got rhythm. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that those are things he's I feel like he's not maybe not picked up from osmosis, but like you pick up from socializing. With all those black people, all those black men at, you know, football practice and the locker room and all of those other things, going to black parties and knowing he's always said, like, he knows that he's phenotypically black. So it doesn't matter what he does or what decisions he makes. He is aware of the fact that when he's walking down the street that people see a black man. Okay. Well, that's good. Right? That's a start. (laughs) But also for someone... For the Trump voters, like whenever I, whenever I see a black conservative, I'm always side eye. First mm-hmm. of all, but from what you tell me about what he's learning, it seems like at some point he's probably going to make a switch to a less, you know, racist party. Mm-hmm. I feel like he. I think he or, said I think he's he will done. Have it. to. I think he said he's done it already. Oh, okay. So for those people, like the. Representative or senator, I think she is. I'm not sure. I think she's just a representative. Who was the impeachment leader? Uh huh. Plaskett. Yes, Plaskett. She used to be a Republican. Yes. For people like that, I just wonder how was it okay starting out? Like, how, how did you rationalize what values, quote unquote, were okay with you siding yourself with that party? Well, I think for a lot of people, some a little bit older than you, so that the older people, like people my grandparents' age, were almost all Republicans because that was mm-hmm. the party of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, um, so there are a lot of people that are holdovers from that, and there are a lot of people whose children are as well. And I think for a time even particularly in the 80s and some of the 90s, even though we know that there is dog whistle racism going on with Reagan and all of that, there were so many people who were, one, already Lincoln Republicans, and they were also 
people who were socially conservative and maybe a little fiscally conservative, that they felt okay with still being Republicans. Okay, well, fiscal fiscal conservativeness, I get. Fine, mm-hmm. whatever. You're, the rich will always vote for the rich, except when your people are being killed in the street, is my problem. <laughs> but we weren't at we weren't at people being killed in the street. We were. It just wasn't in front. It wasn't forced in front of everybody's eyes. No, I, I mean, I yeah, yes and no. I mean, we we weren't really at killed people being killed in the street, like gunned down in the street, like we see now until the crack epidemic. So it was a, yes. it was a it was a different thing, and we're also in the age of respectability politics. We're also in the age of the people who are respectable were the ones who were like, "I'm going to be dignified, and I'm going to be sitting in the front of the bus. Go fuck yourself!" Right? That was that was a part of the respectability politics, the respectability of like knowing which fork to use and like think about the people who live up here in Harlem and who went to debutante balls Mm -hmm. and were millionaires and had, you know, had people who worked in their homes, but like that, that is who like class get, like that's who were her parents were. Okay. And so it was Republican Democrat was completely different. And back then, because of you know the New Deal and all these other things, taking care of the poor was something that both parties were interested in. Caring about the poor and making sure that there was a certain quality of life was not something that was just for the Democratic Party. Okay. So it wasn't like, oh, I I don't believe in humanity, so I'm a Republican. That is kind of a I feel like that is kind of a recent a recent thing. Started with, you know, Nixon, got worse during Reagan, yep. really ratcheted up during George W. Bush, but at George W. Bush, now we have both talk radio, RIP, Rush Limbaugh. We both have talk, oh, yeah, that talk radio and Fox News to really ratchet that up to another level. Now you're hearing 24-hour racist rhetoric instead of just the welfare queen here mm-hmm. or just like, oh my gosh, I bought this crack across the street in the park, like whatever, right? That Those are just like moments in time. When, but the rest of the time, you're like, oh, I believe in this social policy or, oh, I want lower taxes. Oh, we did all this work. My family is two generations of college grads. We are, we are owners of property. We're business owners. We need lower taxes. You could do all those things because the racist rhetoric wasn't in your face 24 hours a day. True. Which brings me to my other question. Yes. You sent me a text earlier <laughs> about you being in the middle of people talking about entertainment is racist. What the hell? So the first part of that was <laughs> The Bachelor. Okay. Like in all of that. I mean, it was days worth of just hysteria. And, but like, from who? At the My whole feed. Because oh. after I started the YouTube thing, I like have all these, I mean, all these groups and like whatever. And then I have a good friend. She and I, when we're also in this big text thread of like 11 people. So between that, my three Facebook groups, my Instagram, 
the things that happened on the whatever, watching the extra interview. And then it became national news. It's been on CNN. They've been on The View. They've been on ABC News. Like it's been it's been a whole thing. So as the whole thing is just ratcheting up, it just like completely consumed me. It was like, whatever. So that was a lot. I feel deranged. Let me use the bathroom. Yes. I got, oh my gosh. Do you want that another was, one of those? That was good. I probably wish I for yes. this conversation we're about to have. Yes. I didn't start drinking until you got here, so I'm like, oh. I feel like I'm a bit behind. That's it's it. very unlike you. I know. Mm. It's like what happens when you don't go to work in an office and you also don't. Um, so that you're not going to the bar on the way home. <laughs> God, I miss those things. <laughs> I know. I miss bars in general. I know, me too. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Me too. Now, I originally asked you about... Um, that country star who got into deep water. By the way, did you watch the clip of him saying the word? I think so. So it seemed like what's his name? uh, Waylon? Morgan Morgan Waylon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I never heard of the man, to be honest. First time I ever heard his name, seen his face. I was like, uh, okay. But every time something happens with a country artist... And they're all of a sudden shocked that something racist is attached to it. I'm just like, are we though? (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like in this particular clip, yeah, okay. (laughs) It's my opinion, no white person should ever say that word, period. Like it should, you shouldn't even think about it. But of course, it still exists, especially in the South. So he said it, and it sounded like to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that he was not saying it in reference to a black person. He was just using it as like that motherfucker over there. Right? Like, I don't think he was talking about a black person. I think he was using it in reference to a white person, to be honest. I'm still like, where did they do that at? Like, what? Uh, no, <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense. But everything that was going around was like, oh, he's he's like, how dare he like say like be so rude to black people? And I'm like, it had it had nothing to do with him being racist. He used a racist word incorrectly. I mean, there's no correct way to use that word, but. Anyway, uh, I just want to hear somebody else's opinion on the word itself. I don't know, right? It's so complicated. Right? I I just don't... I don't know a world in, in which a white person is so comfortable saying the N-word that they use it in reference to whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? The idea that it's just coming out of your mouth. Kind of like the F word. Like, just, just like in what world? Except that the N word has been 
it's been even longer. Not that it's not just as bad, but like it's been even longer. So just a white person running around calling things, regardless of whether they're white, they're Mm -hmm. black people or white people or just a piece of trash that's in their way. That it's in your vocabulary like that, that it's one of the first words that comes to mind Mm -hmm. when there's something that you don't like. Is I'm sorry, that's problematic. Like in what world is that really a thing? It's not a thing, but it is a thing. Do you do you understand how he got there though? I don't care how he got there. I do care because people working in music and the hip hop scene, like people use it all the time, including white people. Well, write rappers, quote unquote, because they think that word, they use it as a filler, just like he did. And so I know how he got there. He was, he's been listening to white people use it in music unchecked all the time. This country star has yes. been using it, listening to white people using it in music yes. unchecked. So much so yes. that he would call a piece of trash. Yes, that is that is the world young people are growing up in right now. They hear hip hop, which has now become pop to them. Mm-hmm. And they hear all these people using the word nigga, just referring to like their homie. Okay. I mean, if you want to excuse this white man, I'm not excusing. The on no. No, 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 I don't care. No, no, no. And just like, I am not And just like in the, in the streets, not even in his house. Like, I don't care if he came to it from a rap song. I don't care if he I don't think you should say it. It's never I utter, I utter a word. I have a problem with the word in general. Sure. But I know how he got there. I don't and care. And I'm angry at people who are only holding him accountable for it. See what I'm saying? No. Right. Like you are are to be held accountable for the things that you, yes. you get you get caught doing. Period. Okay. Yes. Right. If you're out in the street and not on, on your porch, not on a rap song album, and you're just casually saying the N-word, and we're in a society now that says that like that is not okay. I don't care how you came to it. We've been in a society that says that that they've been letting that slide for so long. But I don't think that we have always known. Right? Oh, I... No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't even know who Morgan Whalen is. I don't know. know We We only know about it because of this. But we only know about it because it went viral. But that's what I'm saying is that, yes, maybe this has been going on and on for a long time, but it hasn't been in our consciousness because it hasn't been here. So I don't care. Why... and if it hadn't been in our consciousness, I wouldn't be having a conversation about this dude anyway. But it speaks volumes that after he said it, his sales went up, not down. They went up. The same thing with that woman from The Bachelorette. I'm Thank sorry, you. The Bachelor. She did this and like she's like, oh, yeah, I went to this old South parties. She's got 100,000 more followers. So I think it's wrong that we shine a light or we hold him accountable for saying one thing Whatever. Yeah, it's fucked up. He shouldn't have said it. But how he got to that point was people co-signing that shit all the time. And we don't hold them accountable. People are still putting that word in their songs incorrectly and they shouldn't be saying it. They shouldn't be. But they're allowed to be doing it. Meanwhile, there's one person 
He's clearly drunk. Saying, doesn't know he's being filmed. Gets called out. What is that going to do? It didn't, it didn't, it didn't hurt him in any way, shape, or form. But it makes you think. Like, maybe I don't need to be saying this shit in the streets. Did it? Because I think people are going to say it more. Do you think people are going to be saying it? He benefited from that shit. I mean, I don't know, right? There's this whole entire idea of, like, let's hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, sure. But where we are in this country right now and the way people want to be and the way white men are really just doubling down on their white malehood, <laughs> white patriarchy, I, like, maybe their behavior is going to get worse. But instead... I don't know that that means that it should go unmentioned. It shouldn't go unmentioned, right? We shouldn't just be passing this around and say, and nobody say anything. Particularly, right, there are people who consume that music that maybe do have a problem with it, right? If he's not going to put it in the song, but you're going to go to his concerts and play the music, maybe your boyfriend is Matt James, and, and you're like out here <laughs> in, this, in the street and you're like, wait, no. Or like maybe your kids are black. You're like, wait, no. No, this is not okay. No, I'm not going to consume or support this person publicly who is just willing to be out on the street calling things nigger. Like you just, no. So and so maybe, so maybe, yes, maybe he makes some more money. Yeah. But, but like, the the moment going unacknowledged is something that is okay, even if he makes more money from it. Even if he, people benefit from doing things that we think are outside of the bounds of our ethics and our morals all of the time, partially because they've done things that are outside the bounds of our morals, right? I, so just because this one person has financially benefited from it, I think it's better that people know that it's a problem. And so maybe you make the calculated decision oh, to go ahead and do it too. And maybe it pays off for you. Maybe it doesn't. But it's, there's been so long that people, white people in particular, have just walked around doing what they do, having no idea or no concern for anybody else or what their thoughts were, or whether their behavior was offensive or not. Mm-hmm. And so now is the moment where they have they have to confront it. And they can say, I don't care. But they can't say, I didn't know. I don't think Gen Z actually does know. I don't think they do. I think they do. Honestly, I've been in studios so many times where a white, white rapper's sitting there and he's saying it he's going through his verses and he says the word and I literally look at everyone in the room and I'm the only black person and no one sees anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I call attention to it and they're like, oh yeah, well, I'm like, no. No. That bachelor shit. <laughs> it's like, they honestly don't see anything wrong with it but they think it's in a song so it's Okay. Or just, the, they, I don't even think they go that far. I think they just think it's part of the vernacular because their homie's black and he uses it all the time, so it's okay. Right. No. Their I homie, don't think anyone's had the conversation with them about what that word actually means and where it comes from. Right. 
I, I think you're right. And I think that that's why, even though in this moment, maybe he's made a little bit more money, that's why I think that this is important. Because if it hadn't gone viral and it hadn't gone out like that, then he would never be confronted with it. But and then, but, you could, but to that? make the, but, but then make the educated choice. Like, I know this offends a lot of people. I know that a white person saying this is awful. I know all of these 10 things and I don't give a shit. I'm still going to do it anyway. I'm making my music. Stand in that. But he didn't. He came out and apologized and he was still crucified for it. Great. Hold people accountable. Well, I mean, crucified only in words because they still bought more of a shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I just look at JP and his younger friends and these are the people of color and how passionate they are about how they're just not willing to uphold the status quo and um, and not rock the boat. I mean, I think that there are people who are standing tall in their blindness and their ignorance and also people who are like, we are not going to stand for this shit. And they're all in the same generation. So I'm like, yeah. Duke, yeah, I'm like, so duke it out, right? There are things that we would do just just to keep the peace or like they didn't or like try to pathologize them or like they didn't know or how could you know they're from the backwoods of Alabama or that's how they grew up or like coming up with excuses like, OK, I'm going to let this behavior pass or OK, we'll have this conversation, but I'm really going to be mindful of their feelings. But those people, those 20 year olds, 22 year olds. Don't give a shit. Oh, I, I call it out every single time. They call they call it out every single time. And they're like, this is not okay. So just the people who are like, oh, I'm going to, there's just like this thing where people are standing in their authenticity. I'm going to stand in my authenticity of being a racist person until it doesn't serve me anymore. I'm going to do this. And Those people, people are the people who need to be crucified. People who are unapologetically, even though checked. Yeah. So, so he did it. And like, and when you're saying like, you know, you're not supposed to be saying those things. People who say things are not supposed to be saying, saying things they're not supposed to say, know that that's what they're doing. And that's one. I don't think that there's an angle. I don't think he was actually thinking about that word. I think that, no, I think that every white person who says the N word knows that it's something that is taboo. And that they are hoping every time they say it, they are hoping and a little bit giddy that they're going to get away with it. And there are a lot of spaces. There are people who can get away with it for years. There are people who can get away with it for weeks. There are people who do it one time and get caught and get called out and care. But I but there is not a single person who grows up in this country who doesn't know that that's a problem. Now, you might say the only people who are around here who heard niggers are poor people who um, are on welfare and walking around with AIDS and all these other things. And so I get to call them niggers because I'm superior to them. You might you say... as a black person or a white person? No, as a white person. Like, mm-hmm. uh, all these things. You might say, I got all these black friends or we do this kind of music and this is how it flows and this is how I express myself. So I'm going to say the word. Nope. Even though I know that, it could, that not everybody likes it as a problem, but... Mm-hmm. But I'm going to step out and take this chance and I'm going to be an artiste and do this thing. But you still know that you're saying something that you actually shouldn't be saying. You're taking a chance. You're taking the risk and hoping it pays off. But every white person who says the N-word knows that it is not 
a thing that we accept in this society as a whole. And they're doing it anyway. Some of them I mean, are like, well, why can't why can't you say it and I can't? So, but everybody knows that it is something that, I that they question. shouldn't Let be. Let me explain it to you. Right. Sure. I've never had anybody ask that. But. <laughs> sure. I, sure. Right. Let me explain it to you. But that is their mindset. Like, why can you say it? I can't. The idea they police everybody else's behavior and their language. The idea that those people would try to police their language is something that's very uncomfortable. But I'm sorry. You cannot grow up in this country and not know that saying the N-word is problematic. Let me tell you. I've met you can say, quite a few. You can say that you don't care. You can say that, oh, I have permission. I have a black friend. You're wrong. You can say a whole host of things. But saying I have a black friend, I have permission. I have a black boyfriend, I have permission. I have a black child, I have permission. The idea that you have permission lets me know that you knew that it was problematic to begin with. Let me tell you, I've come encountered with so, not so many, but quite a few people very young it just flows out of their mouth Mm -hmm. like it's not like it's not because they say it all the time but why are they allowed to is my thing because there's nobody around them to tell them not to do it that makes me think that they don't know that it's really not a word that should be said they know but who's telling them who's telling them that's not a good word I mean you can't turn on the TV now but we're talking about young people. You yeah. Can, you can't turn it. I mean, it has been that way since my parents were kids. That saying the N-word is not something that white people are supposed to say. You say it to be mean. You say it to be nasty. You say it to be the one thing that to a black person that they can't say anything back to because there's no equivalent word for a white person. There are a whole host of reasons and nasty reasons, whatever reasons that people say the N-word. None of them Right. But but that's the thing. It has been decades since it's been okay to say. If you turn on the TV in the 70s or the 80s, saying the N-word is like not okay. It has not been okay for so long. And people say, well, I'm going to say it here. We don't have all we have is Nick. There people come up with excuses to say it. But the idea that people have to do the mental gymnastics to be able to say the word means that they know it's not okay they know it's harmful they know it's hurtful and they say i have so much privilege that i don't care but you can't go to school and call people niggers and someone doesn't say anything to you even if they're not forceful you don't get in trouble someone's gonna say hey nikki that's not nice Mm -hmm. and you might not get the whole entire history lesson but you know some places you can't say crap some places you can't say Jesus Christ, right? There's some, there are all, there are a whole host of words. Really? Mm-hmm. There are a whole. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? There, yeah, like, you can't take the Lord's name in vain. There are a whole host of. <laughs> Never mind. There are a whole host of things that you can't say in a particular place and time or that you know are taboo words that you are taught are things that you're you're not supposed to say in polite company and then you make the choice to say them anyway I say things that I shouldn't say all the time really 
In professional settings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For me, that word, I have a strict, unless it's a person I hate as a black person being a C word mm-hmm. or an N word, I'm not using those two words. Period. Nice. I hate the C word so much. Which C word are you talking about? The C U or the C O? C U. Oh, I'm talking about C O. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I'm not using that towards a person who looks like me, unless they really deserve that word. Mm-hmm. Like you're not my nigga. You're not. You're not a coon. <laughs> not unless you have done something that deserves that, and that does not happen. Often. Uh-huh. So, to hear people using it just in everyday vernacular, like, a hundred times a day, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you not expect the white people you're literally force-feeding, not force-feeding, but, like, you are packaging our hip-hop music to them and you want them to buy you want them to take it unfiltered uncentered you want them yeah because you're expressing yourself you're expressing yourself but you have to understand they don't they're hearing you just say the word that without any explanation you see what i'm saying oh they don't I don't know. I mean, I have. I just. I just have a problem with that word being used so much, without people being like, without that being explained. And you can't always explain it when you hear it because obviously, yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's like it's. I he- I hear you. I don't know. I recently heard somebody talk about it so clearly to be right because you know i went to black college mm-hmm. the certain age like yes absolutely mm-hmm. i've heard it used casually colloquially in music and all of those things i have friends who use it all the time if someone pisses me off enough i'll use it too exactly not usually in that's a what work. i mean not usually in a work situation though like ne- like never there Mm-mm. not even like a work like my hair is on fire I'm mad at work I wish that I use it oh my hair is on fire all bets are off <laughs> <laughs> all bets are off um, but the way that it was explained which I thought was so beautiful was that when people are like have a close any kind of like familial relationship there are words and phrases and terms that they use amongst each other that aren't for outside people. Yes. Like a married couple could be like, oh, yeah, sweetie, honey, bonbon, right? <laughs> uh-huh. But a person outside that relationship isn't going to call somebody 
a bonbon, right? Because mm-hmm. that is between those two people who were in a close relationship for however that close relationship came about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I feel it's like the same way with the N-word, right? Like it's it's for those people to use. Even if you hear me call my partner bonbon in public, it is not for you to say it to them because we have a different type of relationship. White people feel like they have access to everything. They're entitled to be in every space and to say everything. So they heard bonbon, they're going to call you bonbon, even though it is completely and wholly inappropriate. But it's wrong. It is right. To me, it's like the same thing. Black people have a common a commonality. Mm-hmm. And if that's how they want to refer to one another and refer to other people in close relationships, then that is on them to do it. But people outside that relationship, that is a word that not just black people, but this country as a whole has decided that you do not have access to that word. You can try it. You can say, I'm cool enough to be in it. But there might be somebody who says, nah, bitch, you're not cool enough to say that. Be out. And they get checked all the, well, for the most part. And they get checked. You hear some person just slips up when they're doing lyrics and they forget to not mm-hmm. say the word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Like, within black people, like, say it. I don't care who says the word. I just choose not to myself for the most part. But the difference in this situation is when we use the word in rap and hip hop and we mass produce it for them, he wasn't rapping though. No, I'm not saying no. I'm I moved away from him. Okay, <laughs> I moved away from him. Um, just in general, we put it out there, and it's being used. Just in general, it's not using like my home. Like it's just being the way they use the N word in hip hop is like it's like they just ran out of words. It's like they don't know any other words. They just throw that word in as a filler. No, seriously. Like, I've heard I, some lyrics. I mean, yes. Well, some lyrics are now. just, like, not great. And they use anything as a filler. N-word it's, is also one of those N-word things. is at the top of the list. I heard some pretty bad, fucked up lyrics. Like, why is the why is the N-word even in there? You're not even talking to somebody right now. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make sense. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, when you're... When it's now pop music. It is what mm-hmm. everybody wants to hear. I with hear a good you. beat. And that word is just being thrown out to them. At some point, you're going to hear it. Mm-hmm. At, right. At some point, you're going to hear it. But the person who is saying it knows they're doing something that is on the edge. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I say don't it. That, I don't think they're thinking about it. Oh, they may know it. I don't think they're thinking about oh, it. Oh, no, they know it. See, I hope I hope you're right. I, I But I, I have that not they, had this conversation. I, I, I wish them. I was not right. Right, but no, they know it and they think they're doing something on the wild side. Like, absolutely. Like, yes, I'm going to be in this public place singing karaoke and I'm going to say the N-word. Yes, I'm here at a con. I'm just going to say the N-word. I'm on oh, my I've Instagram. I've heard that pieces before. I'm going to, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm on my Instagram. I'm in the car and I'm doing a live. I'm going to say the N-word. I'm just out here on the street and I'm going to call, who knows what it is, the N-word. But they, every time it comes out of their mouth, they know that they're saying something that's not great. 
And it's like, I got away with, every single time, it's like, I got away with something. Mm-hmm. And some people get away with it for a long time. Some people are like, I'm so, like, whatever, mired in my white privilege. You're never, no one's ever going to hold me accountable for it, but I'm going to say it because I can. Mm-hmm. People are trying to say it because they can. And I hear you in that, like, oh, yeah, well, maybe we give them license to. That's not me. And so the people who are, like, not okay with it, these 22-year-old Black people and people of color who are, like, not okay with it, right, it's going to be mm-hmm. a battle between those two people who are, like, oh, they can say what I want. And no, you can't. No, I don't think they can. But I also think they need to be, that needs to be addressed. And I think my bigger problem with going back to this artist is not that it was called attention to. It's just the fact that they thought canceling him from like Spotify or whatever was doing the job. Like, no. The bigger issue is why did it get to the point? Like that that conversation was not had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, let's cancel him and then we're done with it. No, it's going to happen again. So I think that was my bigger issue with him because you... Like, whatever. Booze and Facts with Blacks is produced and edited by Christian Allen. Cocktails prepared by Kim Shaw. We can be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at BFWB Podcast. Please like, rate, and subscribe. We obviously love booze, so please drink responsibly. 21 and up and all that jazz. Thank you for listening. See you next week.